0: If you haven't been addicted to Peaky Blinders since it first aired back in 2013, well, you need to get yourself off to the BBC iPlayer at once and start catching up. All episodes are currently available for varying degrees of time and I highly recommend you get involved if you haven't already. This season is directed by Anthony Byrne and sees Killian Murphy return as Thomas Shelby the head of the eponymous gang vying for underworld supremacy in interwar Birmingham. And I'm delighted to say that both Anthony and Killian are with us on Soundtracking to discuss the show's extraordinary music, which dares to put contemporary alternative artists against the period backdrop. As such, some of the lyrics are quite fruity. I should mention I spoke to them not only before Season 5 screened, but before Anthony had even finished editing it. She'd also mention, unfortunately, we had a few problems with my mic during the recording, which we've dealt with as best we can. Thankfully, and more importantly, the lads sound fine. We'll get to them in a moment, but first a word from our friends at Encoda. Now, I bet like me, you've heard songs on soundtrack and you wish you were able to find the sheet music for and play whatever your limitations as a performer are. Due to the diversity and creative ways music is used in film, we feature so many different types of music on the podcast, making it all the more time consuming to find. So let me introduce you to Encoda, an app containing a huge digital library of sheet music, sourced directly from a hundred leading publishers. Now it was designed to make a musician's life easier by consolidating all of one's musical practice and study in one place. It allows you to make playlists. Play offline or markup scores on your tablet, mobile and desktop. All for just 9 99 a month. But you can try Encoda for free on your app store today. It's not just a library of classical repertoire. Encoda also offers pop, rock and contemporary sheet music too. Simplify all of your study, practice and performing into one app with Encoda. Explore a whole universe of music encoda made by musicians for musicians try encoda for free on your app store today that's n-k-o-d-a and maybe just maybe you want to start with David Bowie's Lazarus which featured in the last series of Peaky Blinders welcome back to Soundtracking. Thank you. Anthony, welcome to Soundtracking. Thank you. I'm so excited about the new series, Peaky Blinders. haven't seen a thing.
4: Yes. So I'm coming
0: to this blind in terms of where you are sonically with it. Yeah. But this is a series, obviously, historically, that has this amazing landscape of music attached to it. I guess the one thing that you can't change is that theme tune. Think of it as the Nick like Keefe
4: Tracks I think Sheen. so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. Isn't it's it? become part of the DNA of the show, I think. Mm. Yeah, it's iconic. Take a little
3: walk to the edge of town and go across the track. Where the viaduct looms like a bird of doom as a ship. Where secrets lie in the border fires and the humming wise. Yeah, man, you know you're never coming back. Past the square, past the bridge, past the mills, past the stacks. On a gathering storm comes a tall, handsome man in a dusty black coat with a red right hand.
0: on the music and when did you start thinking about music for this series
4: I think we started pretty early we, we were talking it was actually it was part of the first conversation that I had when I met to do it and then we started talking a lot while we were shooting we were swapping songs mm. and different artists that were coming up we have a very good music supervisor and she was sending us tracks to listen to but it's kind of We were compiling a shortlist and we had a huge library of music in the edit, but then you just have to audition them next to scenes and see what takes off.
0: Is it uh, a daunting prospect coming into something, not just to direct it, that's got this, it's hugely revered and and adored by people, Mm -hmm. and it's not just something you're coming in to direct, it's kind of the music is such an important part of it. Is that to have as much kind of brain capacities in terms of how you're going to make it
4: look? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And there is a pressure because you want to honour what's gone before, but I thought it was kind of also important to sort of strike out and bring something new and bring new voices to it. Are you
0: thinking about artists, or are you thinking about lyrics, or are you thinking about melody, or all three?
5: I think a lot of the time it seems to be motivated, that's the wrong word, informed, shall we say, by Tommy's state of mind, right? 100%. And it seems to try try and... um, find a tone for that for whatever he's for wherever he's going through and this year psychologically Tommy is sort of struggling to put it mildly <laughs> I mean, It's he's, dark. he's
4: struggled in the past he, yeah
5: <laughs> I think <laughs> a lot of um, things are coming home to roost uh, in this in this um, series for him.
2: Oh your northern soul so filthy and so corrupt the new so tight around the throat. And those sweaty palms that play upon the corpse like a call to arms. That lay upon the corpse like a call to arms. A call to arms. A call, to arms. A call
5: Uh, certainly, that to try and get represent what's going on inside his head, if we could, and find a sort of a sound or someone that could make that feel like it was represented in the score or this this sort of sound of, the, yeah. of, of, of Tommy's brain. I, I'm not really explaining myself, no, bad, I, but you I know think, what
0: I mean. Yeah, totally, because that's <coughs> the, get to the core of his emotional state and yeah. his his kind of psyche, really. Yeah. Way. Where are we with the series? What can you tell us about the kind of the narrative.
4: We open on October, the morning of October 29th, 1929, and the Wall Street crash has just happened. And uh, the Shelbys have lost a lot of money and they need to go back to uh, the grassroots, I guess, and um, try and figure it out. And it also is the rise of fascism, so we deal with that quite a lot. And um, Oswald Mosley is the I suppose the physical antagonist and then I think Tommy is his sort of own worst enemy in this so it's kind of interesting and I think the character of Mosley, the way Steve Knight has written him is um, he kind of represents a lot of Tommy's sort of fears as well mm. and so it's quite interesting to watch them play off each other
0: Do you speak to Stephen in between CDs?
5: He has a an end game if you like or he has okay. he has it in his Head and he's had it for quite a while as to where the story will end. And he said this: he he believes it should end with the first air raid siren of the Second World War, so that we'll have we'll have seen Britain between the wars through yeah. the eyes of this family. And in terms of no, I I like Steve is such a phenomenal writer. He once said to me, you know, that writing Peaky Blinders, it, it he said it's like spring water. You know what I mean? It just it just flows when he writes and he goes at it and so it's such rich characterization like by the time this series finish finishes you know that's 30 hours of television and not only for the characterization of Tommy but for for Polly and for Arthur and for Ada you know they're ro- wonderfully rich complex characters so the answer short answer is no i mean we discuss it when he sends when he, when the scripts arrive for the next series we we'll meet up and have chats but i'm always like Oh
4: man, this is so good. Thank you. you know. You're texting each other. Yeah. <laughs> Have you read it yet? Yeah. It's, it's a lot of that. Yeah, it's funny. Does he
0: write music in the script as well, Because I know Stephen is a <clears throat> massive music
4: fan as well. He is, yeah. There's only one song that he wrote in the script and it was in the last episode and it was a Ballad of a Thin Man by Bob Dylan. So we're, we can't use the original. I don't really want to use the original. I'd yeah. like to get somebody to cover it. Yeah. But we can the publishing so yeah. but that's the only one that is in the pet is on page.
1: You walk into the room with your pencil in your hand you see somebody naked and you you say who is that man? You try so hard but you don't understand just what you will say when you get home. Because something is happening here But you don't know what it is Do you, Mr. Jones? You raise up your head And you ask, is this where it is? Then somebody points to you and says It's his and you say what's mine and somebody else says, well, what is And you say, oh my god, am I here all alone? But something is happening and you don't know what it is. Do you, Mr. Jones? Gotta up your stage out now with like
0: like, how well you use music, that like you could pretty much go to anyone and go, mm-hmm. can we can we have the track? And they'll go, yeah, of course you can.
5: It's amazing, I'm like, because I'm such a music geek, like, when I, ever you meet musicians, musicians love the show. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, lots of people love the show, but I Hand find... new you
0: CDs going, maybe you could get this one. <laughs> well, but
5: they... Kind of um, is. <laughs>
0: yeah.
5: Um, and, of course, we are all music fans, so it's a sort of, there's a lovely exchange or kind of mutual love affair going on. But there's a specific type of artist, I think that works. I, I think last year we were, it was like it needs to be an have a a feeling of an outlaw kind of a feeling. Yeah. And you know, I'm sure you've had the, the experience where you put a track over a, a a sequence and you're like, ah, it's not peaky enough. <laughs> yeah. And it's very it's very hard to define what that is. But when you you when know it, works, it immediately, it, it's you're going ah, no, that's peaky. <laughs> yeah.
0: The amount of artists that you have had in the past, you know, in terms of, and then you have this wonderful kind of marriage of score and original music and whether that's reworkings of, you know, bits of P.J. Harvey in the past mm. or whatever, or composers doing stuff, and then this existing music. Now, this season, you've got a brilliant thing where you've got an artist who's composing, but you're also using her music, yeah. Anna Calvey.
4: I'm a huge uh, fan and admirer of hers for a lot of years. Anytime I listen to her music, I see images. She creates these quite visual, epic um, soundscapes. Yeah. And I've always been drawn in by the images that she kind of elicits or creates. And there's a kind of, she reminds me a bit of sort of Angela Badalamenti, his, his music for David Lynch movies. But I got in touch with her uh, through her manager when she was playing in Manchester and I met her. And I guess, again, it's that kind of outreach that you have you just have to mention the name and it sort of opens these doors. So I got to know her then a little bit and then I caught up with her after her show at the Roundhouse and had a proper conversation about doing it. But I just wanted to use her music. And at the beginning of episode two, there's this amazing sequence and I used two of her tracks and tempted. it. And when I screened it, everybody freaked out and they were really excited, but nobody knew who she was. They were just responding. It was Steve Knight actually stood up and went, who the hell is this? the idea in my head to ask her to compose um, music as well and then she ended up doing the entire season. No, it was amazing and it's been a real joy for me to spend time with her and work on the score and and easy because she has the instinct for it as well. So there was never a lot of going toing and froing. It was more just it was tiny little tweaks to but she was nailing it first time, you know? And just going back to what Killian was saying about Tommy's psyche, that was basically my pitch to her was that I want you to be the voice in his head and so we use her breaths a lot and her breathing and it's really really amazing wow. it just gives this whole other layer to uh, what you're seeing and to Tommy's psyche and she has created that you know completely herself
2: yeah. <laughs> She'll lay leaf on you Skin Sweet with musky eye The lady of another grinning soul.
4: Because now, having had the benefit of watching all of the episodes, uh, haven't mixed them all yet, but I've heard most of her music now across it, she's sort of become so much a part of the identity of this season.
0: It's, it's a physical thing, I think. Yeah. Like you say, until you kind of see it and <clears throat> see the mileage of those things together, you know, makes the hairs on your arms, stand and end, yeah. or kind of take That's your breath what it away. it does, yeah. Yeah.
4: And she's so good at that. <laughs> it's also she can be quite violent with her guitar and so you get both you know she can be uh she has this beautiful voice and then she can also be operatic and then you've got this sort of amazing guitar sound and then when she strikes at that electric guitar it's it's just perfect you know Mm -hmm. when you're watching tommy and you're like yeah this is it makes total sense i'm quite excited about um black sabbath
0: yes um you know it's kind back of back to Brummy. this yeah, is good i like it and it's it. the
4: boys from the black country and it's uh <laughs> it's it it was kind of it felt so obvious but it just hadn't been done yet it's war pigs isn't it? War pigs. Is it yeah we've got war pigs and paranoid no not paranoid uh, the wizard
0: that's oh the wow word. that's exciting mm-hmm.
4: that they do a lot all the time in the show where they walk in slow motion down the street with the fire and all that stuff but they've even done it for two seasons so we went back and we did that and we put Black Sabbath on it it was unbelievable
0: i believe as
4: well idols yeah i mean well, we're I both big fans oh did you uh, they're Boy incredible festival. aren't
0: they oh my god <laughs> yeah I, I tried to joe and mark and they were just they were so nice i had a really lovely chat with them and then went down and watched them i only saw the first two songs because i was working but um i mean they came out like all guns firing so just yeah
4: exactly him.
0: it was so great
4: well joe is quite a front man isn't oh, he he's, amazing. he's, in, he's incredible
0: when I was just, I was watching, I was doing research and I was watching interviews and stuff with him and he's almost like a character from like a Shane Meadows film. Yeah. He's got this kind of sort of, sort of sparky rawness to him that you never quite know what he's going to do next and he's just sort of, just like bouncing about to explode constantly. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah, he's incredible. Yeah.
4: I'd love to see them live. Again, I was going like down this sort of punk, punk rock route. It's punkier it was, this it's, year. It, it, it's very much... What it is this season. I like the idea um, of every it's season heavy.
0: having a musical genre. We've got the country theme it's <laughs> Yeah. Season five is punk. It's, it, it, it feels super, yeah.
4: punk, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of stuff in there, but the two Idols tracks that we've used, Scum. Great. Hey, hey. I'm
2: Council house of I'm laughing at the tyrants. I'm sleeping on the sirens.
4: a man with a perm which is used at the they're both used in the finale of the season oh wow so it's it's really it's kind of it's uh it's pretty it's pretty amazing they're just so amazing and they're and they're lovely guys but it's kind of bringing uh, uh, this huge audience that comes with the show to bands that aren't widely known and artists like anna calvey as well and it's sort of introducing them to uh, this huge audience and it's a global reach you know so that's important to me
0: well since we last spoke killing as well you've been you've become a radio dj as well (laughs) Oh, I mean, I knew you had good taste in music, sort of thing. But you, were you in heaven, kind of just putting together playlists to play to people?
5: Uh, yes, and now, uh, like, it was a temporary uh, <laughs> substitution uh, for for Guy Garvey because he was off. He's off playing with the Elbow. But uh, yeah, I had a blast. I mean, <laughs> you know, you know, getting to play your favourite music uh, to be, and people actually listen. I I spent my youth making mixtapes, you know, and that's effectively what what I got to do. And, you know, when you, if you play a song that meant something to you when you were like 14 and then somebody else goes, Oh man, that, I remember that track and that it's just, I get such a rush from that, you know what I mean? And, um, I love that radio station and I've, I've discovered such music, such great artists listening to that radio station. So it's, yeah, it was a, it was a kind of an amazing Mm -hmm. gig.
0: To have. Are you still, when well, we talked previously as well, you kind of been involved in this now, as so on the production side mm-hmm. of things as well, and what works and what doesn't work, and you know, what arts you want to use and you feel connected to the character that you're playing, really, but not just your character all these other wonderful characters as well y-
5: Yeah, and it's been an amazing journey, you know, like it's five series, so I've been doing it seven or eight years you know, it's a long time, and um, I don't know, the show, the way it's very slowly, but in a kind of a really i think honest way become part of this kind of i don't know people just love it oh culture culture yeah. that's it the is, word i'm it's... looking for but then the music that went, that goes alongside that to have you know that you know when david bowie said that he would like to have his music in the show when like when radiohead gave some of their tunes the show i mean that's these are your absolute heroes and idols so it's it's um it's pinch yourself stuff and when it fits
0: Doesn't quite. That's a hard thing to do.
5: Yeah, I don't know. If I i have yeah. never really. I mean,
0: I know that's not part of your job, but, <laughs> yeah. but it's they've got to understand that because it's like you know it's not just oh thanks for your try we're going to chuck it in just because it's you it's and Z it's got to fit they got to understand that.
4: Yeah, I mean it's it's a lot of uh, a lot of material comes in and we do give it the time and, and I up until recently was spending a lot of time and enjoying it but it just got to the point where there was so much and not enough time. And I was still editing, and then I had to begin grading apps and mixing an app, and so you can't sit in the edit and listen to music all day. You've got to <laughs> do other stuff. So then it was about sort of getting a music editor to to audition tracks and cut them to scenes and you know yeah. whatsapp them to me so yeah. kind of a, 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 I don't want to lose my phone because I've got so many <laughs> clips of um songs that will probably never be be heard um <laughs> but yeah you're right you do try and make it you try and make it work for some artists but you can't force it you know if it doesn't work it doesn't work yeah. and you know there's always another season yeah mm-hmm.
0: but that's the clever thing I think as well you know kind of you there's you know, different directors along the way of the series and, and different people working on music as well but there's just an amazing kind of thread through it all, that it doesn't feel like jerky that, oh, it's a different director, it's a different person working on the music sort of thing. There's this amazing continuity almost between them that I don't know how easy or hard that is to to achieve, but still obviously having your your stamp on Mm. it and your input.
4: I think it just evolves. Each, you know, each season kind of jumps, seems to jump three years and so you, it feels quite organic actually. It doesn't you know, I certainly wasn't coming in going, I don't want to use anything and I want to start fresh and, you know, make it my own. You you are doing that, but you, you can't sort of let your ego get in the way. You're kind of, you're serving the story and you're serving what's gone before and you're trying to move it in a new direction and, and make it exciting and keep it exciting for people to keep coming back to it. I also think
0: as well, someone's missing a trick in not doing like a Peaky Blinders club night. Where you? I mean, I would go. That'd be a great night. Where you know someone just DJs all the music that's been in.
5: Yeah, why is that not happening? <laughs> I don't know, man. We're too old for that stuff. Yeah. <laughs>
4: maybe the kids are doing it, and we
5: just we just never hear we about it. We do it in, it, in our flat
4: in Manchester. When we're filming.
0: <laughs> what are you most proud of with this series? I
5: I, I think um, what Steve Knight has managed to do every series, every series I think has you go. How are they going to make it more interesting? Uh, and he's managed to do that. Every series surprises me in terms of what what, what it's dealing with sort of thematically. Mm-hmm. And I think this series, what he's dealing with thematically, very, very um, complex and very, very sophisticated. But yet it has all the cool, peaky stuff that people love. And it still has all those elements. But I think he's really like investigating stuff that is quite relevant.
0: That's what it's felt like. It's, even though this is kind of, you know, set a long time ago. There are so many themes that are through every series that I've felt they've resonated with. Now,
5: yeah, and I think it's done it in, in a gentle way. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not.
0: It's not preachy, and it's no, not, no, no. Yeah, yeah. no and if
5: you choose, not. you can choose to watch it on whatever level you want. Mm. I think that's the best way. It, it, it for entertain for you know like mass entertainment. You know, it, it, if it, it ever like is d- sort of dogmatic, then you're you've lost you lost your audience. But it's not.
4: Never yeah. has been. You know. uh, well, I agree with everything that Kill said. Really. Um, I'm just excited to get it out there. You know, I want it to be over now. It's a a long time. It's been a long time for you. Yeah. It's like 15 months. Is it? Yeah. It's long or maybe 16 months, something like that from when I begin. Yeah. Get into it. And
0: you've done, you've done TV series before.
4: Yeah. Yeah, But not six hours. Six hours is a lot, but it's a full season. So it's like three movies essentially back to back. Um, and
0: it's so filmic as well.
4: Yeah. It's huge. And you're, you're painting on a massive canvas but without the 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 budget that supports that. So you're you're always being kind of creative and I think Peaky punches so far um above its uh its weight. But um that's what's exciting practically when you're actually just trying to execute it. But also then you're trying to take it in a new direction and that was exciting to have the support from uh Steve and Killian and the execs and yeah. But at this stage, it's I, I'm I'm still I'm still making it. It's not it feels like this is nice because we have finished deadline, it and we're talking. It's like, That's it. The twentieth of July. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, I'm leaving. Which will That, <laughs> yeah. that will be in the past. <laughs> that, that will be in the past. Yeah, yeah. it'll oh, be in the past. This, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. We're yeah. in some
0: kind of weird, like interstellar. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Totally. Are we going for you two more series after this? Is that do you know for sure? I believe so. Six and seven.
5: I believe so. Which is nuts. <laughs> like I figured it out. If if we do six and seven, I was thirty five when I started doing this, and then I'll be forty five by the time seven finishes. It's kind of amazing. Though. I gave a decade of my life. Yeah,
0: but you're still able to do other things. As oh well, yes, which is amazing.
5: Oh uh, yeah, I mean, and it's listen, it's a gift. It's an absolute yeah. gift, and no one would have predicted that it would run this long, uh, or that it would have this much for reach, or that people would have such affection for it. And it's been. Um, an absolute gift
0: and I remember when we talked last time and you sort of saying that you know way back at the start was Otto who had this idea of with the music side of things of kind of going let's just flip it mm. and, and I think you kind of said I don't know if this can work I thought it was a terrible idea
5: <laughs> uh, <laughs> to put contemporary music with a, with a period show uh, you know when you hear it sort of hypothetically yeah. but then when you see it I was like oh man but he, you know ultimately Nick Cave unlocked everything it was it was it was nick cave's music that really set the tone for the whole thing and has continued to do it
3: this garden that i built for you that just sitting now and here i will never leave it there, i could not bear to return and find it all untended the trees are bending low This garden is our home dear and I got no
5: I did meet him. You yeah. did? Yeah. Yes. I was I was, How a little, was it? I was a little nervous. Oh, he was so funny and gracious and wonderful as you as you'd expect. I think he likes the show. You know you can sign up for his um right hand files red-hand. I got it this morning. It did was you the get first it?
4: email that was in
5: my inbox. So he doesn't talk to the press, right? Yeah. But he does these he has this like fan club. Yeah. Where people write in letters. Really beautiful, heartfelt, touching letters, and he responds. And he, you sub, you you sign up, and then every Monday you get like a, a like an in your oh inbox, my God, that's amazing. A, a, a beautiful piece of writing or a meditation on something or a response to something about art or life or whatever, and it's written by Nick Cave.
0: Wow, I met him. I did a Q&A with him for that film Twenty Thousand Days Later, oh, yeah. and um, it was an amazing thing at the Barbican. But it was a combination of like a Q&A with some guests popping up like Ray Winston and then him and Warren and the band playing a few songs in between and stuff mm. and he finished by sitting at the piano and playing Into My Arms which is what my son was oh, wow. born to Oh, oh wow. and my husband made a playlist didn't tell me what was in the playlist so I was just going through I was like crank it up and then
5: he oh, came out
0: to Into My Arms.
3: she Not to touch a hair in your head, leave you as you are. He felt he had to direct you and direct you into my arms. And, wow, and that's Nick beautiful. Came,
0: came across when we were doing. I went to do like a rehearsal and I didn't know he was there. And he came jumping up the stage. And he's like, "Thanks so much for doing this." I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding?" Me?
2: This
0: is like, this is amazing. And he was so nice. And I, I just love that he's. Him and Warren about how they're driven by just this creativity and what they do. And they're so gracious and generous with everything, I think, as well. It's yeah. a reality, I think. Uh,
5: we are so lucky to have that man. I mean, he's one of the greatest mm-hmm. living artists, you know, I I, I believe. Look, yeah. I am now showing Edith my inbox. From right. Nick
0: Cave. I'm going to go and sign See, up for that. The, the red, red Hand, hand files. files.
4: Everybody should read it. It, okay. should, be, it should be like I'm on it. essential reading. This is what we were doing last night. Yes, he put me onto it. <laughs> okay. the I'm telling first everybody. email I got this morning <laughs> was a red hand file. Yeah. I'm
0: going to go and do it <laughs> after this. Um, I'm so excited for the series. It's really, it's really great to meet you in chat. So yeah, to you too. About it. And um, yeah, I'm excited for the rest. I'm also really excited about the Quiet Place too. Oh yeah. God, that was a great first film. This
5: is a good. Yeah, one. that was very well sound designed. That yeah. first movie.
0: Not easy to do. No. And just, but again, the use of music was just so spot on yeah. with that as well. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a comfort blanket at moments when it popped up you know yeah. kind of thing that thing went oh, okay I can
5: breathe now yeah. yeah I watched it in the cinema and it just I brought my kids and they were like probably it's a little bit unsuitable, but the, you know <laughs> I, it's one of those <clears throat> it's like Jaws you know it's yeah. like it's what, you, it's what you're imagining mm. yeah so we were like behind the chairs in the cinema watching it everyone's like terrified to eat popcorn because they make a noise, noise. You know? yeah
0: um, absolute pleasure thank you so much Thanks, for your time thank cheers you, thank it. you guys yeah. cheers mm-hmm. Do of Peaky Blinders that's Anna Calvey's version of Pappy Pacify by FKA Twigs rounding off this latest episode of Soundtracking with Killian Murphy and Anthony Byrne A huge thanks to Killian and Anthony for taking the time to talk to me and apologies once again for the quality of my microphone The season finale of Peaky Blinders airs on BBC One in the UK this Sunday with all seasons and episodes currently available on the iPlayer get there quick so as not to miss the thing Now we'll put up a Spotify playlist for the show via edithbowman.com, which is also the place to catch up with all of our previous episodes, including my last chat with Killian. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are at Soundtracking UK. And do subscribe to our YouTube channel as well for plenty more content. Next up, composer Matthew Herbert joins me to discuss his latest composing work for the TV series Tempo, amongst many other things. I very much look forward pleasure of your company then.